0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. And today we're reading from the big book and we're in the chapter more about alcoholism, page 34, the first paragraph. Starts with as we look back and ends with most of them within a few weeks, um, reading that one paragraph only. And today's readers are, and thank you for your service, for the 12 steps, Rhonda L., for the 12 traditions, Joni C., and reading the text are Ramona A. and Susan S.H., and our backup is Nancy R. The newcomer greeter is Karen W., and the host of the second hour is Barbara P. The reference numbers for Monday, October 10th, 2022 7 a.m. meeting is 19,498. It's one nine four nine eight, and for the ten a.m. meeting, it's nineteen thousand four hundred ninety nine. It's one nine four nine nine. O.A. Preamble: Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions
1: Good morning. This is Rhonda L., compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. Okay, the 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Number two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Number three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Number four, Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Number five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Number six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all of these defects of character. Number seven, humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. Number eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and and became willing to make amends to them all. Number nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Number 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong promptly admitted it. Number 11, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for our knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Number 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service.
0: Okay, thank you so much. I will now ask Joni C. to read the 12 traditions.
2: The 12 tradition. Oh, this is Joni C. from Minnesota, gratefully recovered but not cured. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, Each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Joni C. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book on page 34, the first paragraph, as we look back, ending with most of them within a few weeks. Meaning that one paragraph only, and I will ask Ramona A. to begin reading.
3: Um, good morning. This is Ramona A., uh, recovered in Vermont, very thankfully recovered. Um, as we look back, we feel we had gone on drinking many years beyond the point where we could quit on our willpower. If anyone questions whether he has entered this dangerous area, let him try leaving liquor alone for one year. If he is a real alcoholic and very far advanced, there is scant chance of success. In the early days of our drinking, we occasionally remain sober for a year or more, becoming serious drinkers again later. Though you may be able to stop for a considerable period, you may yet be a potential alcoholic. We think few to whom this book will appeal can stay dry anything like a year. Some will be drunk the day after making their resolutions. Most of them within a few weeks. So, yeah, start my timer. So, when I look at my my history, I uh, was always, you know, a, a chubby child, and I was put on my first diet at nine years old, and. I, at that point, I think I could have quit because it seemed effortless, that diet, and I lost the weight. But after I'd lost the weight, someone gave me the first bite of a trigger food, and that was the end. I ate more, and the behaviors started, the sneaking, the overeating, etc. And uh, that was the start of my up and down and up and down for many, many years. So the next years were that that constant up and down. I did stop once for a couple of years even. But as soon as I had an excuse or somebody told me, you know, I could eat this way and include my trigger foods, I was off and running again. So i say no one, including myself, would ever know what I was going to be look like or what I would weigh. And the behaviors progressed too, really progressed. Then at age 42, I started OA, and there seemed to be another reprieve. It seemed simple again. But after a few years in there, I just got busy with a job and a business, and I thought, well, I'm good. I don't need OA anymore. And it just slipped away for seven years, and I slipped up the scale and the the behaviors until it was worse than ever. It is progressive. It came back with a vengeance. So at the end, I knew that I couldn't do any stopping on my own. It was way beyond that. And I was totally demoralized at this point. There was no resolution in me that would work. If I went back to OA and the steps and and envision and the knowledge and the growth and the relationship with God that that I, you know, that this is all allowed, you know, my working through the steps many times. And And working with the program and working with sponsors, they've allowed me to stay recovered. I'm not cured. I'll never be cured. But for many years, I have been recovered. And for that,
4: I'm very grateful. And I pass.
0: Thank you, Ramona, for getting us started on this paragraph. Um, We're commenting on just this one paragraph on page 34 at the top as we look back. So although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So if you share it on Friday or Monday, please hold back. And who would like to share? Christina
5: J. Christina Janet J. B. Tina S. Tina S. Barbara I'll E. I'll Janet I'll
0: B.
6: I'll I'll e. Be. Be. <laughs> Barbara
0: E. Okay, let me tell you who I have. Christina J, Janet B, Tina, I think I heard Tina S, Barbara S, I'm not sure if I heard Barbara E also. Did I? Um, And then who else did I miss? Oh, I heard Claire from the UK. Melissa C. Melissa C. Johan M. Johan
1: M. Vasa O.
0: Vasa, okay. Okay, let's stop there for this first lineup. We have Christina J, Janet B, Tina S, Barbara S, Claire E, Melissa C, Johan M, and Vasa O. Go please, Christina J, followed by Janet.
5: Morning everyone, Christina J from the state of North Carolina today, recovering. Ah, relapses, going back, not being able to hold on. I can't do it without program. And just a week ago, I was lost in misery. Through the weekend, I found my feet again, started working with a new sponsor, Um, had an absolute miserable night, Friday night. I went back to hell again. used to take several binges to get me back to hell. It used to take several days of eating, but this time I went back to hell in one night. And thank God, thank you, God, for that gift of hell all night long because I was willing the next day to go through the horrible, horrible withdrawal symptoms. Horrible. And um, it was misery. But I managed to stay to my three moderate abstinent meals. And I started immediately working with a sponsor. So relapsers out there, how do you get back? I don't know how you get back, but for me, I can't live in this paragraph of continually slipping through the years and not being able to hold on. I I don't want to live that way. Misery. And um, as many, all of you that are recovered and are recovering, you know that we have to get back right away. Take action. And I used to say when I was first in vision, to my husband. It's it's kind of a mystery, honey. If I just do this work somehow I'm able to keep the food down. It's it's a mystery. All I gotta do is do this work, listen to these podcasts, listen to vision, make calls, report my food. How hard can it be? <laughs> willingness is underrated. The willingness to do it and the surrender to God today. So get back on there. I mean I it's a miracle. I'm I'm back on after just, you know, a little bit of effort, a little bit of effort. And today I continue the effort to keep going so I don't have to end up in this paragraph, slipping and sliding, not being able to hold on, because I was willing to go through hell, and hell the next day as I withdrew from the shit. Because that's what it is, is shit ruins our lives. Thank you for letting me share. I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Christina J. Janet B., you're up, followed by Tina S.
7: Hi, good morning. It's Janet B., Recovered Compulsive Eater in New Jersey. So this was me, right, even years ago when I first started. I felt I'd gone on binging. I couldn't quit. um, And then they say, okay, if you're not sure, try it and see if you can do it. And I have to tell you, I spent six and a half years in OA, trying it, um, I say in quotes, because no one gave me a real solution. What they gave me was a food plan. And they said, great, you admit you're a compulsive eater, you admit you're powerless, now stick to a food plan. And like they say here, some will be drunk the day after making their resolutions. That was me, binging, not even being able to make it to lunch a lot of days. I knew I was powerless. I knew my life was unmanageable. And that didn't do anything because a first step alone doesn't give us power, right? My problem isn't lack of desire. It isn't lack of motivation or lack of knowledge. It's lack of power. So what I needed was for someone to say, great, now that you've admitted you've gone on eating many years beyond the point where you could quit on your own willpower, I'm going to show you how to access the real power. And that's the power of God. And, you know, they talk here about making a resolution. And that was me. A resolution is basically, God, I promise I won't drink again or eat, or binge again. Or, God, please help me not binge today. But that, even that isn't required, right, to just say, God, please help. What's required is for me to say, God, take all of me. Take my food. Take my marriage. Take my job. Take my kids. All of it. I surrender all of it to you. Otherwise, I'm treating God like a genie in the bottle. Come out and strike me abstinent and then go back in your bottle and let me live life the way I want. But I found when I surrendered my life to God, then suddenly um, I got the power to be able to resist a day and then a week and then a month and then a year and then the years piled up all because of this like glorious God. And as they say on page 153, the age of miracles is still with us, and it really and truly is. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Janet B. Tina S., you're up, followed by Barbara S.
8: Thanks so much, Katie. Tina S., recovered compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. Oh, what a great paragraph. Wonderful shares this morning. You know, when I was listening to the lead reader, I was thinking, it took me back to when I was 10 years old, you know, because I can remember po- compulsively eating as a 10 year old. And I'm sure we, I was younger, but I remember specifically like at 10. And, uh, you know, and over the years, you know, I also played sports. So that kind of took care of the weight issue for a while. But, you know, I liked what some people shared. You know, I was able for a period of time, you know, once to go on a diet. And when I went on a diet, I didn't eat anything, so I starved. So therefore, I didn't put those, my alcoholic foods in my body. So therefore, my body was not craving. But after a time, you know, after a time, my mind started working that mental twist. Oh, you're better now, Tina. You know, you can have just one. And, you know, and then one lends to a thousand, you know, and then there the vicious cycle over and over and over again. You know, and I finally got abstinent at the last time when I was 41 years old. So there's uh, three decades that I, you know, lived in this uh compulsive eating, anorexia, binging, starving, vicious cycle. And what I do know today, and it was just shared, you know, I don't put those allergic foods in my body, and that takes care of the allergy of the body. But what takes care of the mental twist, you know, the, the mind stuff is the 12 steps. You know, on page, what is it, page 45, I think it says, lack of power is my dilemma. So we had to find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves. You know, and today, one day at a time, I seek that power daily, you know, first in the morning and throughout the day. And I and I live free today from this food obsession and food compulsion. You know, life still goes on. But again, lack of power is my dilemma. And as long as I'm connected with the power greater than myself, I uh, have a life today beyond my wildest dreams and I live happy, joyous and free. And, and and that's a gift and I'm looking forward to the rest of the shares so and with that I'll pass
0: Thank you, Tina. Okay. Barbara S., you're up, followed by Claire E.
4: Hello. Could you hear me?
0: We can now, yes.
4: Okay. Hi. This is Barbara S. from New York, grateful to be here this morning. Um, I've been up and down the last 10 months. Before the 10 months, I was abstinent. For a year and a half, abstinence means the food plan, spirituality, feeling peace, not feeling less than. And now I very slowly, in the last 10 months, Went up and down, not fully, not fully living the program, and that is the only way. After all these years, that I know that I have to live. It's a simple program, unless you complicate it like I have and haven't asked God in the morning and done. There's instructions. There are instructions, and I forget the instructions, and now I'm just back where where I was. Well, as of this moment, I'm not. Uh, cons- weighing, and then, oh, my, today I have an appointment with the doctor, and I I thought of this brilliant thing. When it's time to weigh me, myself, or they weigh me, I'm going to say no. I've never done that. That's part of my denial. That's part of the disease. Uh, The big book tells us all this, all this that's happening to me and happens to others, too. I just, I I just need help, and help is available. Help is available. Um, Yesterday I went for a balance test. I'm a senior losing my balance, and I got there, and my ears had too much wax, and the freaking doctor said, I'll find somebody who could clean it. They couldn't, and they let me go. You have to come back another time. They give me an appointment for March. I felt less than, less than, uh, like I did in my childhood, which in a way I was, because I was an orphan living with ants, but that was another story, but, and then I came home, and I ate, thank God I have no red light foods in the house, but it doesn't matter, you could pack it in with anything, and, um, I'm glad I'm sharing, and if my anger at myself uh, is showing, um, that's good. I'm letting it out after this meeting. I am going to be on my hands and knees, pray for my children, pay, pray for the world, and pray that I know that there is a program. It's not like I'm lost in the forest. I am not lost in the forest. I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Barbara. We're glad you're here. Claire E, your turn, followed by Melissa C
6: Hi everybody, thank you so much. My name's Claire E. I'm a compulsive eater and bulimic from Cornwall in the UK. Um, it just makes me laugh this paragraph. Um and trying leaving it alone for a year. <laughs> <laughs> because I my experience was um but I couldn't leave it alone till after about mid-morning. You know, it, I'd wake up with these amazing resolutions, today's the day, even in OA, you know, even or out of OA, but in a relapse. You know, today I'm going to get back to OA. Today I'm going to do this. And usually by about coffee time, I'm sort of, you know, what shall I eat? I'll do it tomorrow. You know, that mental twist was coming back in. And um, I remember there's been the word potential mentioned, you know, in this paragraph and the previous one. And I used to describe myself as a potential alcoholic. I used to describe myself as potentially because that sort of sat easier with me. I could, you know, maybe there'll be a problem. And, um, you know, this paragraph tells me, you know, there's a problem way before I realised there was a problem. You know, my ability to minimise and deny my problem was out there. Um, and that comes back now. You know, uh, my sponsor says, you know, my ability to put one handcuff on my disease and think I can cruise and cope is is just amazing. Um, and I remember actually trying to stop in the year once, um, you know, and I, with all the best one in the world. I'm a bulimic, my sort of behaviour of choice. I thought just not throwing up was recovery, and um, and I remember I put on about fifteen pounds in a week because I I didn't throw up basically, um, and you know it, it, I just there's just no way I just couldn't stay stopped I just couldn't do it, um, and you know I kind of think in in a way that's very easy as well for me to think you know just staying stopped is not enough you know it says says here you know it's the abstinence you know I can I can manage it for a considerable period I can be abstinent for a considerable period but I will always pick up again unless I've had that psychic change and for me that's working the programs I'm just working step nine again at the moment I've just done step six and seven it's really looking at my behavior you know how am I going to be different that I don't need to eat to soothe my feelings and for that to be my solution you know and um you know that connection with my higher power um You know, because I'm not even doing that changing. I have to go to my higher power for absolutely everything. I am impotent to change myself. I am impotent to change my eating disorder. All I can do is ask for power and do the the things that are put in front of me and suggested to do. And I will leave it there. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Claire E. Melissa C. You're up, followed by Johan M.
9: Hi, good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa Sam, a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York and um you know, when I read this paragraph, I think, um, this really describes part of the cunning, baffling nature of this disease because I have had periods of time, you know, yeah diets, right, where I have been able to put it down and those periods, um, confused me because what it kept me thinking was that I really did have power, was that I really, if I wanted it enough, I could do it. And so those, those like, periods, I think that, you know, I I think about this disease as, like, it's just the most evil force. It's just an evil force, and it tricks you. (laughs) That's what it did to me. It tricked me into thinking I could get away with it. You know, and so what it would look like is I would put the food down. I would put everything down. I would go on a diet, you know. I would get this great routine. I would, you know, all all the foods that were problematic for me, I would put them away, I would put them down, and I'd lose some weight and I'd start feeling good. And then I would, you know, and then just like everybody, the mental twist would happen and I would think, you know what, uh, look, I can do this. I'm making too big a deal about it. And I would pick something up. And here's the thing. Here's how it's really of for me and baffling is sometimes I would not get away with that. Sometimes it would just be, yeah, one night of binging, and then I would get right back on. And again, that would fuel me into thinking, you know, see, you can do it. And then it would come again, right? And that's when it would really, for me, that's what would happen, that I would binge like that again, and then I couldn't get back on. And really at the very end for me, the thought of getting through a day, I I couldn't get through the morning. And the worst part is, this disease tells you, it told me, you don't even care. Who cares? Don't bother to try. It's not worth it. Who cares? And, and, And I look back and I think, how how cool, because, of course, I cared. I had young children. I had a job. I had a husband. But the food told me, you don't even care about them. You care about nothing but the bite, you know? And so this to me really just shows the progressive nature. And if you're thinking that you got away with it, you know, but you're here, perhaps you haven't. You know, perhaps you really haven't. You know, but
10: that'll happen.
0: Thank you, Melissa C. Johan M, you're up, followed by Vasa O. Then we'll take another list.
11: Hi, good morning. My name is Johan M and like a and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Sweden. Thank you so much for service this morning or this afternoon as it is here in Sweden. And uh, thank you for all the great shares and for this uh, beautiful paragraph as well. And yeah. It just reminds me of all the resolutions I made in my life and all the diets I've been on and uh, being on trying diets, a new diet and being on diets my whole life. Uh, Even since I was a kid, I remember the first diet uh, I was put on as a kid by my grandmother and it didn't work, you know. Um, But earlier in life, I could be on a diet for months before I went back to the food. And... uh, if I fast-forward to the time just before I came into a way, I could be on a diet for a few hours or, you know, at most for a couple of days. And that just shows me how progressive this disease is. And my sponsor reminds me every other day that this disease is permanent, it's progressive, and it's fatal. And it's a good warning because that's exactly how this disease looks like. And I'm a sick puppy. I'm in... Uh, I'm in multiple fellowships and I can see people in other fellowships being sober for 20, even 30 years, never worked a step in their life, just, you know, stone-cold sober. I never seen that in a way. I've never ever, you know, so far, I never met a person that's been abstinent for 20 years and haven't worked a step or uh, doesn't have daily program. Um, And my experience is uh, as well that this is, this is really, really hard. This disease is really, really hard. And, uh, uh, but I need to have a daily program. I need to really have a spiritual awakening uh, in order to to, to get in, uh, yeah, to get abstinent, to get into recovery. And I really, really need to work the steps. And I, I needed to do them fast, work through the steps quickly, to get into the solution quickly and to start to live in the solution. Um, and today I have a daily practice. I have a daily program. I work uh, step 10, 11 and 12 every day. I do meetings every day. I do outreach every day. I call my sponsor every day. The guys I sponsor call me every day. And, you know, with all that, I just, I'm, I'm not just abstinent. I have a beautiful life. I'm happy, joyous and free. Um, and it's such a blessing. So I'm, I'm eternally grateful for, for OA and... Since I came to Vision as well, that uh, that has really made miracles in my recovery. So I, I really, really love this meeting. So uh, thank all of you guys and and for that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Johan. Okay, Vasa, oh, you're up. And then uh, we'll take more shares. And just quickly, we're on page 34, the top of the page uh, the first paragraph as we look back, re- reading through that one paragraph, ending with most of
12: them within a few weeks. Go ahead, please, Vasa. Thank you. Thank you, Katie, for your service. And I'm Vasa, Great Will Recover, Compulsive Reader, calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And uh, this is what I did before I came to my to OA and to a higher power, greater than myself. I tried to manage the food by myself, by my, by my own willpower, and I could put it down at times and, uh, and be successful for a while, but I could never keep it down like I've done it working, coming to program, working the 12 steps, having a power greater than myself. And, uh, yeah, I would make all kinds of promises, make bets with my husband, you know, but it never, never lasted for very long. By the time I came to program, there was nothing more I could try except go to a, maybe a hypnotist or have my jaws wired in those days or have the stomach stapled. That's what they did many years ago. And, uh, but I was too afraid. To, to go and have those things done, especially going going to a hypnotist. I said that will probably never bring me back. I was so afraid, but anyways. Uh, so I had been struggling with the food addictions from 15 years old till I was 42 years old, and uh, my my addiction didn't kick in uh, till we came in America. We discovered all these delicious foods. As a child, I was very thin, and my mother used to worry. Because we didn't have all the junk foods that we have here in America. I had no understanding about the allergy over the body or the mental obsession. I just love to eat. And I ate over anything, good, bad, sad, joyful, angry. I ate over my feelings. I think I wouldn't eat probably if my boyfriend broke up or if, 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 Something like that, I wouldn't need. I'd be so heartbroken. And then, you know, I'd go back to the food and, you know, be okay with it. But anyways, I had the gift of desperation, and I was willing and ready to surrender to a power greater than myself, which I call God today. And uh, that has worked. You know, it is by the grace of God. I got my abstinence from the first night I came to Overeaters Anonymous, and I was asked to go in my bathroom and surrender to power greater than myself and I've got to forgive me for all the sins and that's when I felt the connection of my higher power from my head to my heart and that was the beginning and the next day I wanted to go and eat well you know I heard the small voice you surrendered to me last night okay have your meal moderate meal healthy meal non-alcoholic foods And I wanted to throw myself on the floor, cry like a little baby, because I wanted those foods, but I was not willing to give in. I, you know, I prayed a lot. Thank you. And I threw myself in the 12 steps. And that's the gift that I've been receiving from the programs. Thank you. And I pass. Thank you, Vasa.
0: Okay, so um, if you haven't shared in the last two days, who would like to share on this paragraph on page thirty-four?
13: Virginia. This is Virginia. Larry K.
0: Joni K. Larry K. <laughs> okay, I heard Virginia and Larry K. Who was the other one? Joni C. P. Oh, Joni C. And who else? Joanne P. And Joanne P. Okay, who else? Mary G. Mary G. We can probably take a couple more. Barb W. I'm sure if there's time. Barb W. Okay, well, let's go with that lineup, and I'm sorry, who was that, John? John M. John M. Okay, okay, so here we go. Virginia, Larry K., Joni C., Joanne P., Mary G., Barb W., and John M. Go ahead, please, Virginia. Star one, Virginia.
14: all right can you hear me now yes okay thank you this is virginia t that t as in tom i live in georgia and um i am um so grateful for your service and to be able to share on this meeting this morning um i um i this is a good reminder um through this section that um not to let pride go before a fall um, and I have to recognize my status as a compulsive overeater. I can um, I can choose to be in recovery or not, but it is really a gift, and so I have to surrender each day to receive that gift. And I'm I um, recently my my sponsor relapsed, uh, and I had been doing. Real well, you know, reporting and all, but um, that kind of threw me for a loop. Um, and and this is a dangerous time of year. Uh, you know, we're coming into the the whole eating season with with Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, um Valentine's, and Easter, and when all the candy is put on sale in the supermarket the day after, and um, that used to be such a trap for me. I'd make it through the holiday and then go in the store and oh my goodness, who can resist a bargain? And um I I um I realized that it's my responsibility to do my part in finding a new sponsor in in tuning into meetings and, and doing my part and I was I was feeling kind of rebellious and um, I cannot afford to do that. I need to surrender. I need to recognize that I am a compulsive overeater. And um, one of the things I'm doing is sharing on this meeting. I'm actually um, headed. I volunteer one day a week at a at a state prison, and um, it it reminds me how, how many choices I have and, you know, even as a, as a volunteer, as a free person who's able to walk out at the end of the day, um, there are various indignities that I face as being part of that, that system. Um, and and um, it makes me um, have great respect for the, for the inmates who are able to do it with dignity each day and and endure that but um i'm i'm grateful because one of the things that that oa and giving giving up my sense of my illusion i'll say of control has allowed me to go places and do things that I time please get. with that i pass.
0: thank you virginia t okay larry k you're up followed by joni c
13: Oh, thanks so much uh for your service. Uh Katie, uh this is Larry Kay and I'm a recovered compulsive reader, and I live in in the Chicago area. You know what what you know the paragraph I was thinking about miracles. I don't know why, but I was I was thinking about the depths at which we come. I certainly can speak I don't know about your 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 own specific experience, but I can, you know, I can certainly share mine and uh and I came from great depths and um and this disease really beat me up and it and this disease bloodied me pretty good. And it still can. You know, it still can. Um, although I'm not suffering from the effects of being a compulsive overeater today, and that the obsession for today has been driven out and for some time now. And and I'm and I have tremendous gratitude. But I think about miracles because you know one of the the things about miracles is that there's something spiritual something divine something that i can't really prove to you occurred other than my own experience but something transformative you know they say that god does for us what we couldn't do for ourselves and i think about that because of thinking about the contrast of the depths that we come from you know once you reach a certain age I don't care if that age is 30 or 40 or 50 or 80 or 90. You know, you're either slowly dying or slowly being reborn. And, you know, I want to choose the latter. And being reborn wasn't just a point in time for me. It's 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 really in some ways an evolving, ever, you know, changing thing, you know, but there's a rebirth. I don't even mean that in any theological sense, although that, The idea of being reborn may mean that to you, but I I mean it just that I am not the same person. We are not the same people that we were before. We're still human. Of course we're human. We experience human emotions and ups and downs of life, but we've been reborn. Our heart has changed. We've been internally restructured in a way that we can live life more comfortable in our own skin. And yes, yes, indeed, we can eat uh, we can eat like a, like a normal human being today. That's a miracle. For me today, I want to see the small miracles all around because they're all around me, just in chance encounters, things I didn't see before I see today, and I have tremendous gratitude. It's all God's handiwork, all his handiwork. With that, I pass. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you, Larry. Okay, um, Joni C., you're up, followed by Joanne P.
2: this is Joni C from Minnesota gratefully recovered but not cured um when i was a real young child um i think i was four or five up to that up to that age i was really skinny and everybody said eat 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 And we came from a large family. We had seven children, and money was a little short. So my mom did a lot of baking. We had all kinds of baked goods, and I love those baked goods. And then um, when I was like around five, I had my tonsils taken out, and I don't know if my metabolism changed or what. But I could no longer eat whatever I wanted to without gaining weight. And the weight just piled on and 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 on and on. And I just, I could not, I could not um, lose weight at all. And I was being teased at school. And, and I just, um, I was just miserable. I was just miserable, and as I in later years, I tried to diet, which sometimes I was successful, and it would last for a little bit, and then I'd start gaining weight again and be uh, uh, have more weight than I did before I started, and it. It just and then I couldn't even make it a day or an hour. It the harder I tried the worse it got until I got to OA, until I got to vision. And I and I heard people who had said, I've been abstinent for thirty years. I heard a person the very first time I listened and I was like, I want what they have. I want it and I was willing to do whatever I needed to do to get there because that person sounded happy. I thought, happy, not having chocolate for 30 years. You know, I just, I was amazed. And uh, anyway, I'm just grateful for OA. Oh, I'm grateful for God and my relationship with God. I'm just, that's that's the key to life and happiness, and with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Joni. Okay, Mary G, you're up, followed by Barb W. Mary G, star
15: one. Hi, I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, hi, this is Mary G from um, Chicago, Illinois. And um, so what's really the few words that are really sticking out to me here is, um, is that can stay dry anything like a year. Just that word dry to me. Um, it just reminds me of um, some of my earlier years in program. I um My experience with program, it was it was it was heavily influenced um, by um, abstinence, Um, simply just being abstinent. The the steps were kind of touched on a a tad, but it was more so abstinence. and, And from what I've learned is, you know, the abstinence, the food problem, is just the first half of part one. That whole, you know, spiritual part, the um the the twist of the mind you know recovery comes from finding god because the twist of the mind happens first and then the food comes next so what i'm basically trying to say is just that word dry kind of sends shivers down my spine because i've heard it said before you know stark raving abstinence swinging from the chandeliers abstinence and um today i don't have that today I truly can say that, you know, God is such a big part of my life. I've never had this sort of relationship with God. And the only reason I have this sort of relationship with God is because I am a compulsive overeater. And I found a program. And I found this specific meaning which taught me that how important my higher power is and how important that relationship is. And with that, everything else sort of falls into place. If I follow this, um, this simple program here. So, um, so that's what I got out of this, and I will pass. Thank you. Thank you so much,
0: Joanne P. and uh, Mary G. Europe, or that was Mary G. I'm sorry, I got mixed up.
10: Um, that was Mary G. So now we have Barb W. Good morning. Barb W. Gratefully Recovered in Illinois. Thanks thanks for everybody's service and everybody's share. Thank you for this meeting. Um, it struck me in this paragraph. Dangerous area and leaving liquor alone. Dangerous area. Dangerous area. Life in the food, everything was dangerous to me. People, people, events, events. Um, <laughs> Everything seems dangerous. And so the uh, the idea of leaving my lover behind, leaving my food, my companion, my comforter, my big cozy blanket of food alone, leaving liquor alone, that sounded so dangerous to me. That just really strikes me. And, um, and so I was alone whether or not I was with people or without people. I was terrified of people in settings, of loss of gain, weight, or, or um, favor in, in my little world. Everything seemed dangerous. And I would eat, uh, except with heartbreak. Then I'd restrict saltines and vitamins. Every, it was so unsustainable, unsustainable. Um, same with my life without food without a program, without recognizing my higher power, the power way down inside of me, that we're all born with. We're all born with a notion of a higher power within us. The big book says it. Um, Temperance, restricting, unsustainable, coming to program. Oh my gosh, thank you, God. I would never have come here on my own. I would have never known. I'm so grateful that I, I never thought I'd hear myself say, I'm so grateful I'm an, oh, a compulsive overeater. I would have never found my way here. Waking up, coming to, I'm not in danger. And I'm not alone. Everybody in the line um, and through all of you and through my sponsor, through working those steps, coming to know the power greater than myself. Gosh, yesterday I did my 11-step partner Um uh, call with my 11-step partner last night and um, could I have packed anything more into the day? Oh my gosh, the stream of life was so full yesterday in a healthy way. I helped people. I took care of myself as well. I made arrangements for things in my life to, that I'd not been following through on and I was awake for it. I was sober for it abstinent food healthy I could run up and down the stairs multiple times I was just I was so grateful my regret is that there's not been more days like that and but I don't have a morbid review of my past and I know that in the past in the food my dangerous area of being in the food or without the food I never could have even seen that it was a good day. I could have had all the good days, all the good things in life in the past while in food. I never would have recognized it. I would have found things wrong with it. And there's time, so much. please. Thanks. I pass.
0: Okay. Thank you. And John M, we have two minutes for you. Okay. John M, star one.
13: Yes,
16: John M. from South Carolina. Uh, I keep trying to fool myself that I don't have a problem, and uh, as I listen to the people on the line, I'm like, oh, there's this, they're obsessed with food, these people. Uh, I'm not obsessed with food. Uh, I only eat once a day. So does that sound like somebody's obsessed with, a, with food who has a problem with food? No, I tell myself. Then afternoon starts turning to evening, and I feel this tremendous anxiety within me for junk food. I become very, very anxious, and I will starve if I don't go get this food, tells my brain to me. I don't have a problem with food. But I know my God can heal me, and I know that there are other brothers and sisters walking the same path, so I keep coming back. I know that one day I'll be healed, and I'm grateful for that, and uh, with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Okay. Well, thank you, John. And so we have about 20 seconds left, so I think we'll go ahead and call it. Um So thank you to everyone who shared, and please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Tuesday, October 11th, 7 a.m. meeting is 19,501. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Susan S.H. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
17: Thank you, Katie. This is Susan S.H. in Ohio, a recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right